Hi, I'm Kyle, and on episode 427 of the MWA podcast, Sean, Brian, and myself are asking Rusty Chernus the five questions. If you haven't already, be sure to check out Rusty's interview on episode 426. So welcome back to the show, Rusty. Hello. Welcome. Welcome. So before we get to the five questions, do we have a patron shout out this episode? Uh, Yes, we do. Uh, as a big thanks, as always, to our Patreon supporters, today we're giving a big shout-out to Sean Nichols, who I'm looking at his Instagram account here, makes some absolutely gorgeous tables. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, but uh, if you would like to be like Sean and support the MWA podcast, go to www.patreon.com slash MWA podcast, and we would very much uh, appreciate your support. Yes. I'm like Sean, but only in name and a different spelling. Yes. Yes, Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, so start us off there, uh, Brian, with the five sure. questions. Rusty, how would how did you get into woodworking? Well, boys and girls, uh, come around and listen to my story. <laughs> um, it goes back into the cave in Spain. We were visiting Spain, <laughs> and we ran into another American couple with a child. And uh, the guy mentioned that he builds indigenous kayaks. And we became friends, and I visited them in, in Portland. And indeed, he goes around and surveys uh, mostly Inuit kayaks from different cultures and write books about them and makes replicas and at the museum. And I just thought it was the coolest thing ever. And I thought I would love to build a kayak. Like skin on a frame? Is that? Yeah, yeah, thing? exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so he said, look, if Inuits in Greenland can build kayaks, and Greenland has no trees. <laughs> and so they use driftwood and uh, whalebone, and they use seal skin to to make the skin on it. And then they hunt whales and seal in Arctic water. And half the time, those things will attack back. And so he said, "If they can do it, you can build one with a drill." <laughs> and, wow. and so I did. I bought some pine from Home Depot, and he sent me uh, the simplest uh, kayak, the technical drawing of it, and. Uh, yeah, and so that was my first woodworking project, uh, building a Skinner Friend kayak. Was- that is amazing. Uh, can I ask how old you were when you went through that? Uh, that would be early 40s, 42. Okay. I did a little bit of woodworking as a kid. I did chip covering mostly, um, mm-hmm. but but then didn't really do anything. And so that just gave me so much confidence being able to do this. And that thing floats, still does. We That's- still use it amazing yeah and and, yeah. and and actually takes the crown for the most creative and and interesting origin to woodworking <laughs> <laughs> yeah especially the first project wow kayak. yeah yeah a skin on frame kayak is your first like kind yeah. of woodworking besides chip carving absolutely yeah. now brian you built one of those i mine mine wasn't skin on frame but oh, I've, what? I've i've paddled some skin on frame boats and you know you they're very narrow um and they have what they call poor initial stability, but better secondary stability. So you can really lean those suckers over. And, you know, when you learn how to do it, you can roll them pretty easy. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, they weigh like 15 pounds, 20 pounds, you know, they could be 15, 17 feet long. They, they go like a bolt of lightning. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So this guy is Brian gold, uh, sorry, Harvey golden. I'm sorry, Harvey golden. Mm-hmm. He's got a museum in Portland. Um, he builds boats and, if you want to see a whole bunch of different uh, kayaks from different cultures, he's written three books, uh, Kayaks of Greenland, Kayaks of Alaska, and kayak, Kayaks of Canada, I believe. Mm. Um, yeah, so I got into woodworking through this. 
That's awesome. Yeah. Wow. That is, that is, that's pretty incredible. Well, so, uh, so what's your favorite tool? That is not a fair question. Um, uh, <laughs> Our limit is 23. Everybody it, says that. <laughs> yeah. I, I went into my shop and I sat down with my tools and I talked to them. And, and, uh, the first, the first one that came to mind was I have this, uh, bronze infilled uh, joiner's mallet. Okay. That I just absolutely love. And, and, you know, and I looked at this mallet and I said, I know we're not supposed to pick favorites, but right now you're in third. <laughs> <laughs> and so the second favorite would be the um, wooden jack plane or wooden uh, four plane that's uh, a replica or an interpretation of 18th century four plane that um, was made for me by Richard Arnold. Wow. I just absolutely love this. And then I guess my favorite favorite would be um, a dovetailed miter plane that was made specifically for me by um, this guy, Tomas Linus, who lives in Spain, and he restores churches and just an amazing artist. And so he made a, we kind of, I gave him ideas of what I wanted and he made some sketches and sent it to me and then um, engraved the, um, the iron of that plane with a picture of one of the chairs that I made and oh wow and used uh for the bridge and for the snack on the iron he used the uh, wrought iron from 400 year old church that he restored a while back wow. wow yeah I mean it's a piece of art and I get to use it and, and it yeah uh, one and one of a kind that's absolutely that's yeah fantastic. in fact it says on the iron it says number three for rusty and it's number three <laughs> because it's the third plane he's made Wow! Uh, yeah. Wow, that is that is fantastic. So, by the way, my mallet is still upset. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, no shade to the mallet, but that miter plane sounds like a pretty sweet, oh, sweet oh. item. Is, is I, it as I, is it as heavy as it sounds? Though it's got some, it, it has to have some mass to it. It is heavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But beautiful. Yeah, not as heavy as I have a infill panel plane that thing once it starts going, oh really you need to you need to stop it <laughs> Just, yeah. or it'll carry you across the shop yeah yeah <laughs> so who has influenced you the most those are all hard questions um the most would be greg pennington uh i think greg lives this life that many of us find very attractive the guy mm -hmm. built his own shop um he's just got wonderful uh, attitude, but wonderful approach to teaching. Um, I think every one of his students finds that his shop becomes this happy place. And, and we just argue about whose corners, corner seat it is. Is it my corner or your corner? <laughs> um, I think when I spent a week there, I took a picture of that corner and I said, that's me in the corner finding my religion. <laughs> that's right. um, yeah. Greg's my wife been, hates R.E.M. <laughs> I, i'm very sorry yeah i know i know um yeah he's he's been an influence and you know if if it weren't for him i probably wouldn't be making spoke shaves uh even his presence mm. uh but he was very encouraging um yeah awesome that's awesome greg, greg is a good guy I, i'm the same way whenever i see and i've never been you know ha, you know i've never been able to to visit or or take a class but um it looks like a fantastic environment to do so yeah we should take an mwa class there and record a podcast with greg in his shop 
Oh my God, that's a brilliant idea. That's brilliant. Yeah. Maybe he'd be down for that. Oh, I think so. <laughs> All right, Rusty, uh, what would you say is your biggest stumbling block? Overthinking. That one Simple. was easy. Overthinking. <laughs> yeah. No, I tend to ruminate on, you know, figuring out the joint and figuring out something, particularly if it's something that I have, have not done and just going on and on. And and I need to remind myself that expecting perfection on the first try is unreasonable. Mm. Just go and do it. And and if you're concerned, then practice a few times. But um, yeah, very often my projects don't progress because I'm just overthinking it and yeah, trying to get it all figured out before it's done. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is that is that linked to like the and i i've i've heard it recently in in very different fields of the guy that did the work is the worst critic you know you can look back at it and you can scrutinize it to the nth degree but the passerby would never notice the details that you're looking at is that is that related to that um I don't know. I think I think that that's definitely true for people who strive to do better. I don't want to say strive for perfection, but if mm. you strive to do better, um, then yeah, this is this is the only thing that's on our minds. And um, being able to, this is one of the things I like about chair making. I find that chair making is very forgiving. Mm -hmm. uh, and I tell the students from the beginning, you leave all of that cabinet makers' perfection expectation of perfection outside of the class you you should not expect a perfect chair in the first chair you're just here to have a good time and have something usable at the end mm -hmm. um at the end what i think people who teach chair making what people sell is the experience i don't know how many people are going to be like brian are going to go and make a whole bunch of chairs <laughs> um i need but, a place to sit <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> and now i sit me down um so I, I don't know if it's exactly related to um, be the worst critic. I, I find that we tend to just get, well, at least I tend to get stuck in figuring every aspect of it out before starting to do it. Mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and I try to dissuade myself from it as much as I can. Mm -hmm. Do it poorly first and do it better next time and iterate until you get it right. There you go. Yeah, the paralysis, the paralysis by analysis. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yep. And then as I always say, the first time you do it, it's going to be okay. The second time you do it, it's going to be worse. And the third time you do it, it's going to be almost perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep at it. Yeah. Yep. That's it. Keep at it. So how has the, in in the, how has the internet influenced your work? That That's very interesting. So I've learned a few things uh, with the help of the internet and now I'm thinking about how did people learn without? Um, mm -hmm. I think everything that I know about woodworking in some way was connected to the internet. Finding people, finding out about Jeff's class, uh, finding out about chair making. I was watching this episode of uh, Wood Ride Shop um, on YouTube. So this is internet related as well. Sure, for sure. And then discovering Instagram from it. Like I've made a stool with a seed that looks like a ginkgo, a leaf of a ginkgo tree. And, and I first time I saw it was on Instagram by a Japanese woodworker. And I was just so enamored with it uh, and emailed, uh, messaged him and asked him if it would be okay for me to make a version of it. And, and he said, sure, absolutely. Um, I, I think internet, you know, sometimes we talk about a democratic tool or democratic chair. I think internet has done a ton for democratizing information 
mm-hmm. and making it available. Uh, whether you're rich or poor, it's very easily available. Um, and I think with the rise of the internet, the rise of classes also has gone up as well. Uh, people finding much more information about it. Yeah. Um, I mean, and, and in light of the recent pandemic that we went through, the availability of virtual classes you yeah. know, was huge. Absolutely. Huge. I think a, a, a giant outreach to people that could, didn't have access before that all, all of a sudden could. Yeah. yeah. Um, so internet gets... Uh, a lot of negative publicity now, but I think mm. it, it's possible to concentrate on the positive. And with respect to woodworking, it's been a godsend for me. Um, in fact, it, it really makes me wonder how people learned before the internet. It's hard and, to think, right? Yeah, and and you know, places like Highland Woodworking offered classes even before, um, but it was still you had to find out about it by reading the catalog, I guess, and then come out and take a class here and just yeah yeah i mean it's been instrumental for me yeah basically you just had the magazines and who advertised in those magazines find out about classes or schools or something like that yeah it's yeah yeah, it was done it was done well back in the day but yeah it's just so much easier today undoubtedly Mm -hmm. well so rusty where can folks find you on the internet I have a website that is tchair.org, T-C-H-A-I-R.org. And I can be found on Instagram. And that is the first letter of my first name and my last name. So it's R-T-C-H-E-R-N-I-S on Instagram. Fantastic. Brian, what about yourself? Uh, I live in one place on the internet. It's at Obst Woodworks. And Obst is O-B-S-T. Kyle, how about yourself? Well, for before I get to that, uh, any new reels coming out? You know, it's been a while. You know, you know, it's. Uh, uh, I've made some for my daughter. She's uh, she's only eleven, but she's uh, a field hockey player. She's getting really good. And how's she, her uh, how's her back? I I had a conversation recently about field hockey, and I said it always looks like my back would hurt. Yeah, it does. Well, they do. Um, at the youth level, if your back is hurting, you're doing it wrong. You're just kind of you're like instead of like lowering your center of gravity, you're leaning over. Sure. Uh, so that that is a big component of it, but yeah, there's um, there's uh, you get big quads and back pain <laughs> is what you get out of field hockey. So. <laughs> what a package deal! That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sign yeah, me but, up. Uh, so yeah, so I've made a I made a few for her. Uh, some like her little videographer. I follow her around and I make those. But yeah, I've um, now I'm hopefully getting settled back in. I have a, I have a couple more ideas. Okay, so. Okay, looking forward to it. Well, absolutely. Anyway, if you're interested in what I do, you can always find me at Barton.Kyle on Instagram or BB Custom Tools. Um, you can also follow me at bbcustomtools.com or on YouTube under BB Custom Tools or Kyle Barton. So, Sean, what about yourself? You can find me at SeanW78 on most social medias. And that just about wraps it up for this show. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the show on the podcatcher of your choice. Just search for the Modern Woodworkers Association. And while you're there, please leave us a review. You can follow us on Instagram at MWA underscore podcast. And if you'd like to support the podcast, go over to patreon.com slash MWA podcast. But the best thing you can do is tell a friend. Word of mouth goes a long way in sharing our discussion.